Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast, guys. Sorry for being a little bit late on this one. This one's releasing uh, Wednesday afternoon instead of Wednesday morning. Wanted to hammer out some of the final details uh, of this fall festival coming up here in September. We're going to get to that in a little bit here. Really, really excited about that one. Not a whole heck of a lot to go over from last week. We didn't have any real, real big releases. The big one from last week uh, was that Horace Osprey's Next Catch Season 10. Still a little bit of that out in the market. If you have not found that one, I think there's actually a little bit of 9 and 10 left. Both incredible beers. I don't know if I did 9 on the Instagram beer reviews, uh, but I am going to do 10 coming up here. Also uh, to note, got some nice beer hookup from uh, Dancing Gnome. Was down there visiting them yesterday afternoon. They hooked me up with a couple of different ones that I'm definitely going to put on the reviews this week. We got their uh, collab with Equilibrium, the Mermaid's Kiss American Ale, 11% by volume, uh, alcohol by volume. We've got the Nappy Roots collab that they did. Let's see what else we got here. We got the Dry Line, which is an American Ale, 6%. And the collaboration they did with Cerebral, which is Magnetic Poetry. Uh, so some really good stuff. Those are four that I have not tried. Looking forward to uh, trying them for the first time when we do reviews. I One other note I wanted to make on Evil Twin. I did one of their reviews this week. It was the first time I got to try A Day Without Laughter is a Day Wasted. It was a collaboration they did with Westbrook. Uh, we were talking as a staff earlier this week there hasn't been anything up until the last week or so from Evil Twin. There was like a month or two, a little bit of a lull. Uh, I know they're still doing some brewery release stuff, but there had been a little bit of a lull, and they finally, if you've been waiting for some new Evil Twin stuff, uh, get out and try this. Um, this one was really good. Like I said, collaboration with Westbrook, this was really, really good. The two stouts that I did reviews on were good, so they're finally starting to kick it back up again. As I sit here at the kitchen table... I always try and drop little pieces of Southside that, that people just don't get unless you live down here. There's a guy just tra- walking by drinking a 40, uh, and it is 4.55 in the afternoon on a Wednesday, so you got to love that. Uh, but like I said on the Evil Twins, finally starting to kick back into gear. I know we're going to get some hot stuff again from them uh, towards the end of the month, uh, so definitely try that. I really, really enjoyed the Westbrook. The other one I did a review on this week, oh, the Dutchess stuff. If you have not tried the Tropically Citrusy, or the Sunshine Orchard. Really unique beers. Finally got to try those this week. Wasn't really, really sure what to expect. Uh, haven't actually tried the uh, Tropically Citrusy yet. I believe that one's coming up. Uh, but I did try the Sunshine Orchard. It was really good. Definitely some citrus flavor in there. But it wasn't... I always kind of associate the taste of, taste of haze with sweetness. Like, if it's too hazy, it gets a little bit too sweet for my liking. That was not the case with this one. This one was really smooth. I know it's a name that a lot of people probably aren't familiar with. It's a brewery out of Sweden. I've always heard really, really good things. It's always been available to us through the uh, 12% portfolio. I think we've gotten sporadic cases of some of their higher, higher end stuff in. Uh, But we've never got them on a consistent basis and kind of spread out their, their product to a kind of our whole retail network I guess so these are the first two beers the first time they've canned which was really kind of what spurred us to do it for the first time Uh, so a lot of you are probably unfamiliar with their stuff but I'm assuming pretty much all of you guys like IPAs Tropically Citrusy and the Sunshine Orchard I can definitely tell you that the Sunshine Orchard uh, is worth getting I assume that the Tropically Citrusy is going to be along those same lines 
so that's that. We've got some really killer stuff this week that coming in that I want to get to before we get into the fall festival stuff. First off, we have the some prairie stuff coming in. The brand new Karate Chimp is uh, the newest in their Sour series. I want to bring this one up. I want to bring the sales sheet up so I can give you guys the exact description. Karate Chimp is their version of a karate chop to your taste buds. We took a sour ale and added apricot, mangoes, and tangerine fruit to ramp up the flavor a bit. Grab a can and enjoy a punch of flavor and aroma with every sip. This one's going to be in draft and cans pretty plentifully. Uh, their Sour Series has been on fire for us this summer. I know the Rainbow Sherbet was a huge, huge hit. As I kind of talked about, I think it was a couple weeks ago, that was one that kind of took them into the mainstream a little bit. Uh, it's always been a, a brand that's been very popular with people that really know their craft beer, but I think that Rainbow Sherbet kind of took them that, to that next level, that next step. That, the Rainbow Sherbert killed it. The No Way Frosé killed it. Uh, Vape Tricks is a core that's always in stock. That one's been killing it for us lately. So the Karate Chimp is the next in that series. That will be releasing starting Friday. Uh, really excited for that one. And then, of course, back are their two barrel-aged beers, the Pirate Bomb and the Pirate Noir. The Pirate Bomb is aged an Imperial Stout aged in rum barrels with coffee, cacao nibs, vanilla beans, and chilies added. That one clocks in at 15%. And then the Pirate Noir is an Imperial Stout aged in Jamaican rum barrels. That one comes in at 12%. Those are big, big releases for them. Going to be pretty limited. We'll get back to posting uh, on Instagram a good rundown of where that stuff's going to be available. The usual suspects are always good bets. Um, but those are two. I know it's still hot out right now. You aren't thinking about a 15% stout. For stout fans, you're going to get it anyway. Uh, but even if you're going to wait for cooler weather, just get it and stash it for like a month. End of summer's coming in about a month. It'll start to cool off a little bit. Mid-September into early October, this is going to be an even better beer. Let it sit a little bit, but it's only going to be available now. This is the one time of year these release and are available. It's going to be stuff that you definitely, definitely want to at least get a bottle of. Uh, we are going to get a couple of kegs uh, from them uh, of each. Aren't totally sure where we're going to do those events yet. They're going to be in the next week to 10 days. Uh, kind of want to change up at least a little bit spread around where we're doing some of these super, super limited events. Uh, so we're not 100% sure yet, but you can rest assured we're going we're to have Twitter, social media, Instagram, all that stuff uh, of, as to where you can find those. But we are excited about that. And then one other one we're getting from them that is going to be draft only but is going to be spread around a decent bit is called the All Y'all. This is formerly a limited release only sold in their home markets. I believe they spread a little bit to Texas in the past. This hazy IPA is dry hopped with citra and mosaic hops, 8.5%. We're going to have about 15, 20 kegs of that to go around, so pretty limited. I don't know if I've mentioned this before or not, but Prairie is not necessarily known for their IPAs. The Phantasmagoria we've brought in in the past sporadically, uh, but really what we hit it hard with with them and what sells the best is their sours and their stouts. The reason I'm so excited for this is from what I can tell, they have really ramped up their IPA game. They've been working on it the last, oh, I don't know, year or so, doing some brewery limited, limited releases, kind of testing it out. I got to taste one of their newest hazy IPAs up at Good Vibes. 
I was really, really impressed. And it's a really nice price point. It's nothing too insane or too crazy. Uh, I'm, I can't speak to whether or not they're going to have other hazy or other new IPAs coming out. I don't know quite yet. But I do know we're getting this one in. And I do know, though you're not traditionally tracing down their IPAs, this is one you're definitely going to want to try as well. Uh, so a good, fresh truck of Prairie coming in. It's going to be a big week for them. Also coming in this week, we got some fresh single cut. Uh, one brand new one on draft that I'm actually really, really excited to try, mainly because it is still hot outside, the Chrissy Lemon Goza. This one is our lagered sour mash goza, light, crispy, lemony sour, helped out by a generous amount of lemon verbena. Did I pronounce that right? with a light, clean, and very dry lager finish with a touch of salt, 4.2% ABV. That one's going to be draft only. And then we are getting the flatter, flatter, flatter back in. This is a about a two or three month old IPA. We got it in cans when it was first released. It's a riff on Charlie's Good Tonight, which is an incredible beer from them. Lush, full, soft. Uh, compared to Charlie's, it's crisp and dry. Flatter is packed with aroma of juice, Juicy pineapple candy, lime, mango, and a touch of black cherry with a long, medium, bitter finish and a round mouthfeel. Enjoy in icy winters or short-packed summers while pondering life's letdowns and lift-ups. Hmm. 7.2%. That one's going to be draft as well. Like I said, we've had that one in cans prior, but we have not had it in draft yet. So two really good draft options coming from them this week. And we will also have Fresh Beer Friday from Single Cut the fresh batch of Weird and Gilly, as well as 18 Watt. 18 Watt has been murdering it lately for us, as Single Cut goes. Uh, we have been keeping that one pumping. They're gonna, they changed up their production a little bit because that was kind of, at this point, it was coming every two weeks fresh, but it was really only lasting about a week. So it would drop fresh, go out in a week, and we'd be out of it for a week. So every other week, we had it. But it's been such a popular core, they've kind of adjusted their production a little bit to where it's going to be available 24-7 uh, as we move here into September. Excited about that one. The other one I really want to try on a review video this week is the Hop Sounds. It was originally a Kolsch. They kind of rebranded it a little bit. It's a dry hopped ale right now. It comes in at a great price point. It's going to start hitting Giant Eagles in cans next week. It's been available in draft all over the place. We're actually selling the shit out of that one as well. Um, and I haven't tried it yet. The cans came in and out so quick that I didn't really get to try one. I went down to Buddy's on Carson last night, five, six blocks from my house, and picked up a couple of them. So I got those in the fridge. really want to try those on camera this week. If there's any other content, I've actually, surprisingly, I didn't really have a strategy when I started the beer review videos. I just wanted to be putting out more content, as I've kind of talked about on here. Uh, wanted to keep the Instagram fresh consistently, not just with pictures of me holding beer and different things. Um, so the, but the videos, like the, the responses I've been getting to the videos have been really good. Uh, and it's really keeping people informed that maybe wouldn't be normally as informed on high-end beer. Uh, so I think we're really starting to get somewhere with those. But in terms of other content, if there's other stuff you'd like to see, other stuff behind the scenes that you'd like to see, as we kind of do more secret stash and more release events and, you know, upcoming with this Fall Fest, I'd like to get some behind-the-scenes video going there just to kind of give you guys a, glam, a glimpse excuse me, of what goes into the day-to-day -day here and making some of this stuff happen. Uh, but if there's anything else that you'd like to see, I'm hoping to do another New York City trip and take someone with me so that I can get some more film uh, up there, You know, meet with a couple of our breweries, go to a couple of our supplier tap rooms and pubs and all that. 
Uh, but anything you'd like to see on social media different or new, let me know uh, because I'm really trying to ramp up content and I've actually been pleasantly surprised with the responses to the videos uh, aside from people asking me to keep my shirt on. <laughs> Getting to the Fall Fest. So first off, it's going to be Saturday. It is going to be Saturday, September 28th. It's going to be from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Tickets will go on sale this Friday at noon. That's going to be August 16th at noon. They're going to be through Eventbrite. I believe if you search Steel City Beer Fall Fest on there, you'll be able to find it. But to make it much easier, I will post the link here in the next day or so uh, leading up to Friday. So you have the link. We're going to keep it pretty intimate. It's our first one. I think that's going to, for, for one, keep it pretty manageable uh, for us while we figure out the kinks. So that's one. Okay, We're only going to release 100 tickets. Should be enough to go around. But just in case, jump on there on Friday. Make sure you get yours. We're going to keep it. It's probably going to be about half draft, half can pours. There's a couple of reasons for this. One, draft is a pain in the ass. <laughs> That's one. But there's only there's certain stuff that we really, really want to pour here that we can't get in package. So we're going to definitely do some draft. It looks like right now we're going to have eight supplier tables. Okay, so we're going to have eight different brewery tables. Um, that may fluctuate by one or two, depending on hearing back from a couple of breweries. We have some breweries that we deal with that are very, very limited stuff, stuff like Burley Oak, stuff like Aslan. By the way, if you want to tweet at them, they're aware we're doing the festival. They're just going to see if they can spare us some beer. If you want to tweet at them, email them, Instagram, message them. Don't, don't bug them too much, but... You know, a good word couldn't hurt. Like, hey, we got Steel City's going to have a sick festival. Make sure you can get them some beer. Um, so the number of breweries may fluctuate a little bit based on what we can get. But there is going to be some super sick stuff there that's already solidified. So we are going to have Pirate Paradise from Prairie. First time that's come to Pittsburgh. I'm hoping by September 28th it'll be perfect weather into summer, early fall weather for a festival. Not too hot. Nice and cool perfect weather for drinking some killer stouts because we're going to have that that's going to be the only place you can get pirate paradise it's not available in package to us unfortunately we were able to get one or two six barrels the place to get that is going to be at this fall festival the other thing that i will say that we are definitely going to have is main dinner the main dinner shipments that that are available to us happen very sporadically and are very limited we'd only had one so far uh, which I'm sure most of you are aware of. I think that was in like March maybe when we got main dinner. I'm hoping we might get some more in the late fall, early winter. But for now, this is going to be the only place to get main dinner for a while. So main dinner, Pirate Paradise. We're also going to have uh, some package booths or tables, as I mentioned. A little bit easier, get people in and out quicker. And again, that kind of frees us up to do some different stuff. We are working on getting a couple of breweries that we've never had before that I won't release quite yet just because it's a little bit early on in the process. Really, really hoping we can land these, even if it's a few cases just for the festival. Uh, but we are going to have some fresh hoof-hearted stuff, uh, some cool limited Omni Polo stuff. Uh, we're going to have some cornhole boards out there. We're going to have some music going. We're going to have some uh, tables and chairs so people can really hang out. We're going to have some food options available. We're going to have added bathrooms. Uh, so I, I really think we can turn this into a cool event. Again, I think the beer – I don't want to sound too negative when I say this. The beer fest scene here really kind of sucks. 
Fresh Fest was amazing. There's a multitude of things that, that made that thing an amazing festival. Uh, but one of the things that I really enjoyed uh, about Fresh Fest being such a success uh, was that it really ups the expectations and sets a higher bar for beer, uh, beer fest in this city because we really need to raise it. And as much as I'd like to get to the point where we do two or three a year, there's still room for a ton of good ones. And every once in a while, Hop Culture will run a good one. Uh, Mad Max Harvest Festival is going to be Saturday the 21st, the week before ours. We will be out there. We will be at our festival, obviously. Those are the two that we're locked into for this fall. We're really trying to trim it down and make sure that we hammer the good ones. Uh, we don't want to go to festivals just to go if they're not going to be well run, well put on. Um, we really want to make sure we're, we're doing it right. So I think this is going to really kind of change that dynamic. Again, it's not going to be on the Fresh Fest level for a couple of reasons. We want to keep it really intimate. The other thing is there's limited beer, right? We only got two six barrels of main dinner. We're only getting two six barrels of uh, the Pirate Paradise from Prairie. We don't want it to be one of those festivals where there's 400 people that come in. You got to rush to the prairie table, and if you get there 20 minutes too late, you don't get any, and it's half the reason you came to the festival. That's the last thing we want. Tickets are going to be 50 bucks. It's a great value. You're going to have all you can drink beer, obviously. You're going to have glasses. There's going to be food worked into that ticket price, most likely. I'll have that figured out by the end of the week, waiting, uh, waiting to hear back from a couple of suppliers. We will get you some kind of sustenance within that ticket price. There may be additional food options. Uh, like a food truck or something like that, but there will be some kind of sustenance that you're given with the beer within that $50. You're going to get your glass. You're going to get a ton of unreal beer. You're going to get the uh, some kind of food option in there. And it's going to be a great day. And we really do feel like 50 bucks is a great value. You're talking about being able to come out. We're going to do it behind the warehouse. Um, so for those of you that have come to the Secret Stash, we're going to kind of use that entire area, get you guys some tables and chairs, like I said, cornhole, all this stuff. So it'll be a much bigger version of the secret stash with more people. Um, and I think 100 people is a good number. Maybe at some point if we can find a bigger venue and find a way to keep it intimate down the road, once we get our feet under us, we'll, uh, we'll make it a little bit bigger. But 100 is a number I really like. We're not trying to make a ton of money off of it. What we're trying to do is have a cool event with beer you legitimately can't get anywhere else with some of the best beer in the world with some good food for a good price and we're just going to have a fun saturday afternoon on the off chance that it rains i'll say this now we're just going to clear out the warehouse and move it inside we've got plenty of warehouse space we're going to shift the beer to one part of the warehouse and we'll just do it inside uh so we're, we don't have to worry about the rain um but other than that it's gonna be a great saturday i'll most likely bring a big screen or two down and uh, get some college football rolling. So if you're a Penn State fan, if you're a Pitt fan, we're going to have at least a TV or two down there so you're not missing anything. Haven't looked at the schedule. Don't know when they're playing that Saturday. Uh, but just if you're a football fan in general, we'll have TVs down there. Uh, but we're really, really excited for this one. Obviously, we're going to be talking a ton about this on Steel City social media, Kitchen Table podcast social media, my social media. So if you're missing the details, we'll reiterate those probably daily leading up to the festival. Um, and as soon as we start lining up the last couple of breweries, whether it's Burley Oak, Aslan, or a couple of the others we're working on, we'll uh, obviously keep you in the loop on those. Uh, but Hoof Hearted, Omnipolo, 
they're all going to be our breweries. So anything in our portfolio that you think is going to be incredibly good or that you would want there is going to be there. We are working on maybe a local or two just to have some other options. So, um, But for the most part, you just know it's going to be high-level beer. And it's not like a secret stash where you got to worry about coming in and, and paying for a bunch of stuff. 50 bucks is, a I think, more than fair price. Um, like I said, we're not trying to make it a money grab. We're just trying to pay for our expenses, cover our costs, and, and run a sick festival. Uh, more details will follow, but the big thing is tickets will go on sale Friday at, uh, at noon. I'll hammer that on about 15 Instagram videos between now and then, but we're really excited about this one. If there's anything else you'd like to see there, uh, maybe we'll get the bubble hockey out, the TVs, cornhole, music. There'll be food, tables, chairs, uh, beer. I don't know what else you can ask for. I think it's going to be really, really cool. I don't think beer festivals need to be overdone. And uh, I think it should be all about the beer. You know, this isn't, uh, I think, if I'm being honest, I think the problem with some of the big, big beer fests, and not fresh fests, uh, and not even the hop culture fests, I think those are two that are, that are done really well. But some of these bigger, bigger ones, uh, you know, it's just a cash grab. It's how much money can we make? And I get it. That's great. That's, you know, it's their business. Good for them. They should make as much as they can. Uh, but really for ours... The reason that we're putting ours, and I think it's going to make it great, uh, is that we just want to promote our beer and have people enjoy great beer because that's part of what we do. And, uh, you know, we want to do that as much as possible. Uh, can't say this enough. I think 50 bucks with some food. I mean, if nothing else, you can drink, you can just sit and drink main dinner and Pirate Paradise and a couple other prairie beers, and uh, you'll probably get your money's worth there. But uh, it's going to be an awesome time. The tickets set up on Eventbrite, so those will launch Friday at noon. Uh, the final couple details in terms of a full, full brewery list will probably come within the next week or so. I know I should probably have the full brewery list uh, as tickets go on sale, but I think you guys know that uh, the brands that we're going to be bringing to the table are pretty hot and pretty amazing. Uh, and, you know, throwing a couple beers out there like the Pirate Paradise and the dinner, I think helps a lot as well. Any feedback or questions that you have about the fall festival coming up, let us know. Like I said, there's going to be a ton of stuff on social media about it, so you're going to have plenty of chances uh, to ask. But if there's anything right off the bat that you guys want to know, any suggestions, anything like that, you guys are awesome about uh, giving feedback on social media. That is more than appreciated. I think that's about it this week. Don't forget Pirate Bomb, Pirate Noir. Those will be at Giant Eagle Market Districts as well Friday. Um, that's uh, I know, like I said, it's not stout season, but those are things that you really want to chase down. Other than that, we're really getting back in towards a busy season here. Like I said last week, there's a little bit of a lull when you get to the end of July, early August. But we've got some stuff rolling in the next four to six weeks, especially is going to be nonstop. Uh, so we're really, really juiced about that. Um, and you guys have been, like I said, great with the social media feedback. If there's any podcast feedback as well, I've been trying to keep it. I've heard a few people both in person and on social media with their feedback saying that like the 25 to 30 minute podcast is great because it's very digestible um i know last week i mentioned uh potentially bringing some guests on that is something that uh we are working on so in the next month or so i think we'll have a couple of interviews on here those tend to get a little bit lengthy like when we did the pod the uh caliente interview early on that one got a little bit lengthy but i think that's more than warranted and those are great uh but minus any interviews or anything i think the 25 to 30 minute mark is really where we want to land. Last, last couple quick things before we go. Uh, if you haven't been over to the Roxy Inn, it's over in McKee's Rocks. They redid uh, that theater. I think it's been closed for a while. 
They did an incredible job redoing this theater. They put a ton of money into this. I got over. I got to go over and visit it right before it reopened. It's just incredible. It is probably the best music venue in Pittsburgh outside of Stage AE and the big arenas. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, I just it's beyond words, honestly. It's like a big it has all the amenities and the modernity and it's just on the same level as an arena. It's just a small theater. They redid the entire ceiling back to its original state. Uh, and just it's a it looks beautiful, but it's a great concert venue. And to boot, they've got single cut on tap. Uh, same for the Thunderbird over in Lawrenceville. Totally redid that venue. Took over the building next to it. If you haven't been to either of those venues yet, I mean, if you like music, they're a must go. I haven't been to Thunderbird yet, but I've seen pictures. It looks incredible. I mean, if you like music, they're a must visit. Uh, and even if you don't, just to go over and experience the venues, see a great show. Uh, get over there. One other thing, I just finished the book Gridiron Genius. It's by Michael Lombardi. Uh, spent a lot of time with Bill Belichick, uh, working in the front office over in Cleveland back in the day. Worked for the Raiders for a little bit. Went back to uh, New England with Belichick. Awesome book. Really talks about, I mean, obviously it goes in depth on football and kind of running a football organization. But uh, has some chapters that just really apply to running an organization in general. Uh, how organizations should communicate and interact. Uh, I mean, I'm a football fan, so it was a great book on that level. But just as a business owner and really anyone who takes their career seriously, uh, it's a great read, easy read. I think it was like 270 or so pages. Um, he's got a podcast I really like. I love that he goes on there and kind of reviews uh, the episodes of Hard Knocks as well because a lot of times he's, you're looking at organizations on Hard Knocks that are kind of all over the place, and he's got a lot of thoughts on that. But anyway, uh, great book to check out. For anybody that watches my Instagram story, I'm big on food tech. I'm on this food tech kick lately. Um, not so much in terms of using it in my personal life, but really interested in the subject, uh, where it's going over the next like 10, 20, 30 years, the industry as a whole, um, how we're going to continue to feed this population. I got a couple cool books on that. One that I've started reading that's like, seems like it's a college textbook. I went on to, online to order it. And uh, it was like $33. I'm like, damn, this seems kind of expensive for a paperback. And I got it, and it is like 380 pages of the most thick, dense reading. Um, I, I honestly feel like I kind of need at least an assistant professor to read me through it, but uh, to lead me through it. Uh, but I've started about 20, 30 pages into that, started reading it last night. Uh, really thick, but actually really good. Lots of really good content. So I'll, sh I'll put those up on my Instagram story. Um, Got to get back into reading. It's been a month or two. I've kind of let that drop. Other than that, guys, that's about it. Like I said, don't forget, uh, Fall Festival tickets go on sale noon on Friday. We're going to have a ton of updates and everything about that uh, as we get closer to the festival itself. We're going to be updating you with food options that we'll have available with all the breweries as we start to line them up. We've got five or six set in stone now. Like I said, we're shooting for eight. We've got a couple we're waiting to hear from. We could go up to ten. Uh, but overall, I think it's going to be a great event. Always appreciate you guys listening. Enjoy the rest of your week, and as always, enjoy some great beer.